Good morning. How you doing, middle? Okay. Some of y'all are good. Some of y'all are I heard you. <laughs> That's okay. All right. I know some days you don't wake up, you know, with all of the energy, but you did wake up. Thanks be to God for that. Amen. And we're all here clothed in our somewhat right minds. Whatever you brought with you today. Amen. Um, there are just a few announcements that I'm going to give this morning. One, um, does anybody know what's happening at 2 o'clock today? Yes. Oh, okay. Somebody yell it out. What is, what's happening at 2? Liberate democracy. Come on. Okay, so that is on Zoom. Uh, vote the just vision at 2 p.m. today on Zoom. Today. Um, you'll hear from some leaders on the front lines on how we got here, um, why we can't turn back now, and how to vote informed. Visit our website for more information. If you have the capability to text somebody who you know should be in the room, please do that. Um, we have to get this out past ourselves. We'll also be posting it on, you know, our platforms. I think it'll be live streaming to either Facebook or YouTube. Y'all can look that up to figure out which one, right? Okay. Um, so make sure that you share it out past um, even today so that we can shift the waters. Um, next week, a new series begins for men and mask folks interested in building community together while deconstructing toxic masculinity and patriarchy. Can we please? Led by Reverend Ben, Jorge Fontanez, and Matthew Johnson Harris, this new group meets third Wednesdays at 8 p.m., beginning October 17th. Again, details for that are on our website. And um, as a reminder, if you haven't signed up to learn more about how you can engage in our capital campaign and sustain our build it, build, uh, movement building and care work, please reach out to Devin so we connect with you. The same with if you haven't had a chance to sign up for community groups, reach out to Elise so we can connect with you. This all happens literally with you, right? We're not like doing a thing that you all are watching, right? We're not just doing a thing you're all watching? Cool, okay. Um, welcome, y'all. Finally, next week is Children's Sabbath. In addition to our fabulous youth, young people, we'll have a guest preacher, Nelba Marquez-Green, who lost her daughter in Sandy Hook, um, in the Sandy Hook shooting. So next Sunday will not be one that you'll want to miss. All right, y'all, let's take a deep breath so that we may enter into a spirit and energy of worship. Come, let us worship God. My friends, if you would stand as you are able, uh, we're going to take a look at this first hymn, which greets the morning, the sunrise, the cool breeze, the green grass, and the fact that we're here alive, able to celebrate it all. When o'er the hills morning light is breaking, once more your glory is born. Filled with your joy, all the fields are waking, and growing grass reaps the morn. A different day now is dawning, and yet with fear I am torn. But you're
Now, do you feel the implicit sway in the music? I didn't want to put it on the screen, but I said, they'll probably feel the sway already. So they'll be ready to kind of move their hips just a little bit, a little morning hip movement. Yes, there you go, there you go. Here we go, verse number two. Have a seat. Yes. And yes, okay to give the Lord a hand clap, as they say in the church. Today, we're gonna talk about love. So, let's play a game. How do you make a heart? Do you do this and do it over your head? Or do you do this and do it with your hands and your elbow? Or maybe you do it like that, where it's just your fingers. Or you can do what my sister's personal favorite way to do it is like this. How do you make a home? The only one that I could think of is this, where I make a big triangle over my head, as if I'm making a roof. Now, how do you make a heart and a home together? I'm sure you came up with a lot of cool different ways to make a heart and home at the same time, but here's mine. My heart is my home for all the love I hold from my family 
my friends, and for metal, and for plants, and for animals, and the sky, and the ground, and the air, and everything God created for us. Love is the greatest gift God gave us. It is why she sent her son, Jesus Christ, to remind us of that. Jesus teaches us to love one another as we love God, to love one another as we love ourselves, to love one another, to love. Love is the easiest thing we can do, friends. And sometimes, love is the hardest thing we can do. Whenever you're lost, though, remember to always have faith and love. Let us pray. Dear God, in our happiness, in our sadness, in our anger, in our fear, in everything we do and feel, remind us that there is love. Remind us to love. Amen. everyone. To, to continue all this wonderful music um, display of worshiping the Spirit of God, Natalie Most will be delivering our prayers of the people. Her song is titled, Gracias a la Vida. Oh, wow. 
martillos, turbinas, ladridos, chubascos y la voz tan tierna de mi bien amado. do not suffice. That was beautiful, Natalie. Thank you. And friends, if you will stand with me if you are able and pray with me the Lord's Prayer. There is a version here in this morning's bulletin, or you can join uh, by praying in a way that you, in a version that you feel more comfortable with. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and lead us on into temptation but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory. to the time of the service where we pass the peace to one another, remembering that it is still COVID and not all of us are ready for full embraces. Some of us are a little bit more reserved and introverted. So I invite you to use a posture that you feel comfortable with and recognize the posture of our friends here as well. You can use what I taught everyone last week, a posture that I use, namaste, 
or open arms or a handshake. And if you're online, I invite you to also pass the peace to one another and maybe even text a friend you haven't seen in the online service in a while. This is a great time to do it. Pass the peace. Keep so busy praising my Jesus. Ain't got time to die. Cause when I'm healing the sick, I'm praising my Jesus. When I'm healing, when I'm healing the sick, ain't got time to die. Cause it takes all of my time to praise my Jesus. All of my time to praise my Lord. If I'm praising the rocks, gonna cry out, Glory and honor, glory and honor. Ain't got time. 
Lord, I keep so busy working for the kingdom. Keep so busy working for the kingdom. Keep so busy working for the kingdom. Ain't got time to die. Cause when I'm feeding the poor, I'm working for the kingdom. Yes, I'm working when I'm feeding the poor. Ain't got time to die. Cause it takes all of my time to praise my Jesus. All of my time to praise my Lord if I don't. The rock's gonna cry out, glory and honor, glory and honor. Ain't got time to die. Lord, I keep so busy serving my master. Keep so busy serving my master. Keep so busy serving my master. Ain't got time. Cause when I'm giving my all, when I'm serving my master, when I'm giving all, Lord, I ain't got time. To praise my Jesus all of my time To praise my Lord if I don't praise him The rock's gonna cry out Glory and honor, glory and honor Ain't got time Now won't you get out of my way Let me praise my Jesus Get out of my way If I don't praise him The rock's gonna cry out Glory and honor, glory and I just deserve some unmasked hugs. Sorry about that, Robert. I don't know if you know that Robert had a major health uh, crisis this year. So for him to be here in the sanctuary, singing Ain't Got Time to Die with such beauty and power is a giant testimony. How are you today? So, you know, ain't got time, you know. Our staff's been busy this morning with a congregational meeting at 10 o'clock. We have the voters, voters um, class this afternoon. Paul worked so hard with Amanda and John to put that together. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. A lot of churches start off with their preacher going, giving honor to God. And, you know, I, I want to give honor to all of the God and all of you this morning. Just, it's just amazing. I don't know if you guys know that Natalie got a promotion this year. <laughs> she is Minister for Worship and Online Community, which means she took my worship job, and she is slaying it. Thank you, Natalie. <laughs> Thank you. 
working so hard with John and Jess and all our musicians to make such a beautiful thing happen every Sunday. Thank you all so much. Um, and just want to thank like all the lay people that are doing their thing. You know who you are. You are all working for the kingdom. Um, and that's, you know, it's going to be hard to get back to that in the sermon. But when you're making a community, when you're leading the church, when you're feeding the poor, when you're, you, you are building the kingdom of God on earth. And I'm so very proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So today's uh, scripture lesson comes from Luke's gospel, uh, the 17th chapter, uh, verses 11 to 21. And this is a story where Luke is continuing his theme about what reign of God building, what kingdom of God building looks like. And he's got Jesus in some border spaces. Listen. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, 10 men with a skin disease approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, Jesus said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean? So where are the other nine? Did none of them return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And then Jesus said to the Samaritan, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the reign of God was coming, and Jesus answered, the reign of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the reign of God is here. Thanks be to God. Amen. Help me, Natalie, because you know I won't get to the text. I don't understand. I, I just don't understand iPads. Ain't got time for iPads. Um, <laughs> uh, but I need one, clearly, so I'm using Natalie's. Pray with me, y'all, as we think about keep so busy, ain't got time. God, your word is a lamp unto our feet, an invitation into reign of God building, and we ask that you would help us hear you calling each of us exactly as we are to the place we need to be. Amen. Y'all, I am so emotional today. I'm so sorry. Nellie, come just come preach this. I'm kidding. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> And I was like, not that far, no. (laughs) 
I was really helped by some words that I found in my research on working preachers. So if y'all are watching and listening, I just want to say thank you for that. That's a beautiful uh, ministry that happens by Luther Seminary out in Minneapolis. Like, wow, good words, good stuff. Especially uh, one of the most recent posts that was uh, posted just a couple weeks ago for Hispanic Heritage Month. So uh, listen as we think a little bit about borders. This passage you know, follows Jesus's geography, but also Jesus's mission of healing and faith, uh, pointing to the theme of reversal or inversion, flipping things upside down, that is very much uh, Jesus's way and very much what Luke wants us to know. Um, the last shall be first, the first last, right? Welcome the children, let me talk to the women. These are all the situations where a person's social status, social location, geography, uh, physiognomy, skin tone, age, um, wealth, all of that stuff, politic, all of that stuff puts people on the outside in ancient society and in these times. But because of an encounter, because of a close encounter with Jesus, something happens. Someone who's been incredibly marginalized, isolated, even just put out of doors, if you will, because of their condition. The blind beggar, the prodigal son, the penitent criminal in Luke, all of those people that are outside have a face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus. And they are seen, they are known, they are loved, and stuff happens. They have a transformation of life circumstance because of what Jesus can do and does do, a complete healing, if you will, a liberation in the truest sense, not just I'm clean and whole, but I am free to be my full, authentic self in the glance of Jesus. Whether it's blindness or illness, whether it's poverty or, quote, sin, whether it's um, Nicodemus who, you know, just has lost his way but climbs up in a tree to see Jesus. All of these healings are in the Gospels to remind us. First of all, I'm going to say in these Jewish holidays, today is Sukkot, they're in the Gospels to remind us of the Jewishness of Jesus. I say the Jewishness of Jesus. And Jesus' relationship to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Leah, Miriam, who is in the business of liberating God's people all the time, over time. So this text reflects God's vision, God's vision across time in scripture through all the prophets of a just and well and whole society in which everyone has enough and in which everyone belongs. Are you with me? Are you sure? <laughs> so this idea of you know, healing and justice and well-being and well-making. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem where he is going to have a close encounter with evil. And on his way to Jerusalem, he's walking in the space between Samaria and Galilee. There's no space between Samaria and Galilee. I was just in Israel. So this means Jesus is literally walking on the border. Right? If he was in Israel now, he might be bumping into some fences and stuff, and that's a whole other sermon for another time. But in this moment in time, as Francisco Garcia, the author I was saying earlier, reminds me, this, this geography, this story, puts us on the border to put us in a place that is thin. You know what I mean by a thin place? A place where the space between us 
and our neighbor and the place between us and our God is like a thin membrane. So we have access to each other so we can feel each other's breath and heartbeat and story and know each other's circumstances, a place where it's so thin that I'm almost you and you're almost me. That's what, that's what he means by a thin place, a place where God's reign is so present in the moment that it doesn't feel like something we have to wait until we die because we ain't got time <laughs> to wait to inhabit, yeah? I love that idea of a thin place. So here is Jesus walking between Samaria and Galilee on the border. He goes into this certain village, right? Luke is being very particular, where these 10 men, they were men for real, with leprosy, because everything that was a skin disease, eczema, psoriasis, an itch, mosquito bites, I don't know, brown skin, Jewish skin, black skin, you know, Asian skin, any of that might have been considered a reason to be outside. Can you feel what I'm trying to suggest? In this place, in this border place, these 10 men with a skin problem scream out to Jesus, hey, you, Jesus. They call him Jesus. They call him master. Nobody else calls Jesus Jesus except for the man on the cross next to Jesus calling out and the blind beggar who couldn't see Jesus. These outsiders, do you feel me, know who Jesus is. <laughs> Holy cow. And they know what time it is. They don't have to see so well to know that this one is the one that God sent in the world to put us in the thin space. So there they are, screaming out, can you heal us? And Jesus says, just go to the priest and show him that you're clean enough now. You, you are not unclean, you're clean enough. You're healed enough, well enough to go to the temple. The one, the one turns back around, having known what has happened more fully. An outsider knew what had happened more fully. Luke wants to remind us in this story of the other outsider, the last time the Samaritan knew what was happening more fully was when the man was on the street about to die and the religious leaders had walked by and didn't help, but the Samaritan stopped and helped him. Two stories of a Samaritan in the text showing us what outsiders know, what outsiders know. Y'all know I'm a geek for exegesis, so I did some work on like, what is with these Samaritans and why are they so outside? The Samaritans are children of Abraham. They are Jewish people. What happened is over time, the North Kingdom in Israel and the South Kingdom of Israel broke up so somebody could have some more power than the other. One, they wanted two monarchies, they had it. The Samaritans up in the North Kingdom started kind of pulling in some outsiders to do work and you know, that kind of thing that can happen. And suddenly there was intermarriage and suddenly Samaritans. The, the Samaritans weren't pure, is all, right? And they had their own kind of idea of worship. That's so shocking. <laughs> Does anybody worship like Middle Church in the world? No. They had their own idea of worship. They had their own kind of temple space. This is our temple town. But the Jewish people, the Judeans, were doing Jerusalem. So how we worship, how we read Torah, and, um, and mixed raceness was just enough difference in the same kind of people to make them enemies. Isn't that crazy? That never happens now. Anyway, I digress. Um, so these kind of mixed race people with different ways of worshiping were the enemies to the Jews, the Samaritan. Jesus lifts up the Samaritan in his story 
to say this outsider mixed race enemy knows how to love, Luke points out that Jesus encounters a Samaritan in this healing moment to show that the outsider not only gets healed like everybody else, you feel that? The healing was for all of them, all them, all y'all, all us. But this Samaritan knew how to respond in gratitude. Understood fully, perhaps because of his double tap outsiderness, right? The bad skin problem makes you unclean, plus your mixed race makes you unclean. All of that sent him to God in gratitude. Are you with me, y'all? So what, uh, what I'm wanting to point out, and, um, and, and I think the text is saying, in the boundary between Samaria and Galilee was other kinds of boundaries. Social boundaries, right? Cultural boundaries, cultic boundaries. Boundaries of sickness and wellness, of cleanliness and uncleanliness. And in those spaces, in those spaces, Jesus is saying to us, something can happen on the border that you don't expect. What can happen on the border that you don't expect is God can heal you of the borderness that makes us disrespect each other, disdain for each other, right? Deride each other, that the otherness causes us to continue to other each other. And I think Jesus wants to heal that. Yeah? So, I'm thinking about Gloria Anzaldúa. I'm thinking about boundaries and borders during this Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm thinking about Gloria Anzaldúa's idea of kind of two-ness, which relates to, um, to W.E.B. Du Bois's idea of two-ness, right, the both-and-ness of us, and how maybe what Jesus is also trying to do with his African-Semitic multiracial self is to think about the both-and-ness of all of our identities. I'm walking you down my psychological rabbit hole here for a second. But I'm trying to say that kingdom of God building, reign of God building is about developing our own sense of borders, our own sense of how to inhabit borders, our own sense of both and and belonging in two places at the same time, less binary and more both and right? Less, me, less male, female, and more both and, right? Less black, white, and more both and. Less, um, uh, less uh, cultural purity, if you will, and owning the otherness of ourselves so we can have compassion for the other. <laughs> owning our own dis-ease so we can have compassion for the other. Owning our inner outsiderness so we can work to put everybody inside. Owning our despondency, our left out, our somebody doesn't like us. Owning our own skin problem or our problem with skin. Hmm. Can, you, can you be a person that opens up your social media and not cry? Can you watch the news and not weep? Venezuelans looking for 
a place to be, are shipped out of a state to another state by some white supremacist lunatics who don't remember that they're immigrants. We got skin problems, y'all. A little boy, 18, I'm calling that little boy because I'm so old, is at college and is harassed three days in a row by the campus police who are actually police and forced to show his ID to prove his black self belonged on the campus. We have skin problems, y'all. We have problems when we set aside 30 days to celebrate Hispanic heritage, and we still are pissed off when people can't speak English. We had skin problems, we got culture problems, we got issues, we got issues about race in this nation. We've got issues about religion in this nation. We've got issues about gender in this nation. Women's body parts make us squeamish in this nation. We are pissed off about trans people seeking to be themselves in this nation. It makes me cry every day. I want us to get to a thin space, to a kingdom building space where we recognize that we are all family together, that you and I are inextricably connected, that I cannot be who I'm supposed to be unless you're who you're supposed to be, and we can't be who we're supposed to be unless even they get to be who they're supposed to be. Do you feel what I'm trying to tell you this morning? We cannot get to the promised land unless we all go there. We can't walk into freedom unless we all go there. There is no freedom, Fannie Lou Hamer said, unless everybody's free. And we are not free. We are bound up, shut down, wrapped up in our silos of okayness. We are afraid of that which is other and we disdain it and we want to kill it. And I, I just can't, I just can't take it. Can you? This story is about getting to the border where we can scream out to God, won't you heal me? Because I got a skin problem, man. And God's response to that is, you know, an absolute yes. Take yourselves, get up, rise up, and go. Go to the place of worship and show yourself clean. I mean, the tense of that feels like about to be because we're in the space between the now and the not yet, but this is the place where we can be well, where we can rehearse being the reign of God people, where we can love on each other in the difference, right y'all? Where we can appreciate each other's unique particularity and love it, love it fiercely. That, that's what love is. I see your difference and I am not afraid of it. I don't eschew it. I'm not ashamed of it. I can delight in it because your particularity is a gift from God to this community. Come on, somebody. And when we really get it together, when we're really in the kingdom building business, our, our place on the border is it isn't just the progressive, beautiful, amazing, multi-ethnic middle church that's our community. Sadly, for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, it's the whole well, world, todo el mundo. It's all of us, all of us connected to each other's destiny. Even the frickin' January 6th insurrectionists, Lord have mercy, are our people.
They are. I don't want to go to lunch with them, but how are we going to heal together? What is the world we want together? How do we make it happen together? What are the conversations we need to have? What are the spaces we need to inhabit? Which borders do we need to learn how to be comfortable on? Which ones do we need to cross? How are we transgressive in our love for each other? I was talking to Mama Ruby. I'm going to wrap here. I don't want to, but you know, 12 minutes or so is what John and Natalie tell me. Um, <laughs> the Orso is where I'm living today. Um, I was talking to Mama Ruby yesterday, and I said, Ruby, you know, we were at the Ford Foundation recently celebrating Fannie Lou Hamer, and it made me think about you, their contemporaries. Ruby was in SNCC when SNCC recruited Fannie Lou Hamer. I said, I quoted M Mama Ruby that you said your community made you spiritual geniuses. What did you mean by that? What did you mean, Mama, by spiritual genius? She said, Jackie, our elders taught us that we could have one foot firmly planted on the ground and we could soar above all the people who wanted to kill us. We could rise above that to a higher consciousness. We could put one foot firmly on the ground and we could walk through walls with the love that we had. And I was like, wow, Mama, you're talking about a boundary right there. The boundary between now and not yet, on earth as it is in heaven, the world as it is and the world we can create. Come on. We can do all of it if we love each other enough. We can do all of it if we own our inner beauty and power. We can be spiritual geniuses with Ruby and with Fannie Lou and with Bob Moses and with George Jordan and with Ella Baker and with Martin King and with Paul Devlin <laughs> and Vicki Burns, right? We can do this world healing thing if we own the power of our ability to heal ourselves and the world around us. I told you how I feel about quail falling from the sky. I'm a little skeptical about quail, but I'm not skeptical about our ability to heal each other across borders. Some of you know the story of me being a 21, 22-year-old girl having a bad, terrible car accident, an almost die car accident in Canada. And this nice white lady in a crowded lobby, like those movies where everything goes blurry, she sees me, me, with my big afro full of glass and my bloody coat. She sees me, me, a black stranger in a strange land. She sees me and she comes and heals me with her love takes me to the drugstore, gets me food to eat, takes me to a hotel, pays the bill, picks me up the next morning and loves me fiercely. She sees me and she sees her ability to heal me. That's what happens on the border. We can see on the border each other's need for healing. And we can see that we have the stuff that we want and the things that we need to make it happen. I'm not gonna be satisfied with this hate-filled world. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm not. I am gonna keep on working for justice, standing on the streets, screaming in the public square, screaming in this pulpit, staying up late, writing the thing, doing the thing, so Ophelia and Octavius inherit love in the world. 
And I want you to join me. I want you to be mad as hell at injustice. And I want you to be outraged at racism and homophobia. I want you to kick transphobia in the behind. I don't want you to settle one day for a Placido Domingo response to a hate-filled world. This is about love. We're the ones that have to do it. Come on, let's get in the movement. Let's go. We ain't got time. We ain't got time. We ain't got time. We gotta keep on working to the kingdom of God, to the kingdom of God, to the reign of God comes on earth right now in our lifetime, amen. Piñero, and I've been a member of this wonderful organization since 2008. Back then, I was an undocumented Venezuelan immigrant. And at that moment in the United States, there were perhaps 20,000 Venezuelans in total. Today, there's half a million, and approximately 5,000 arrive at the border every day. And this is after six million of us have left Venezuela and are scattered around the world. And why do I tell you this, Middle? Because you care. You always show your true spirit with situations like my homeland, with Afghanis, with Syrians, with refugees, with refugees inside the United States that have to leave their states and their hometowns because they don't feel safe. And that's what I love about you, Mio. You care about black lives. You care about women's rights. You care about children, all the children, the ones that are being terrorized by the police in some places. What you do, Mito, matters. And sometimes we forget how powerful we are as an organization. We are transforming the lives of people all over the world. People are watching us now. Hi. <laughs> but all of this takes effort and money. So the first thing I'm going to ask you in the name of all these beautiful people is join us. You've been dating us. Let's make it official. You can go to middlechurch.org slash join and, you know, be part of this movement every day, every month, at every moment. Believe me, you will not regret it. It's something that stays with you at all times when you become a middle member. And also, um, help us out. You know, if you can be an usher, if you can be someone that can translate something from English to Spanish or another language, if you can lead a group, you know, your effort is welcome. Uh, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming, take it from me, but we'll, we'll get you there. This is a place where 
anything you do will go far. And also, very important, need your money because we need a new temple and we need a lot of new things that unfortunately we require that it has to be paid. So I ask you to please check on the QR code on the screen for Venmo if you want to give that away. Or you can go to middlechurch.org slash donate and give online when you're ready and as much as you are ready. Thank you so much, Middle, for being who you are. I love you. Bye.
as the ushers come, will you please stand? Join me for dedication prayer. Bless these gifts, O God, to be used for thy will and purpose, following the way of Jesus on the path of fierce revolutionary love. God, we are so busy working for your kingdom. We ain't got time to die. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and as you remain standing, what you do have time to do is take it to the streets. So if you would join us in a little taking it to the streets moment in your bulletin. John, yes, just so good, y'all. Volunteers singing through mass. Somebody say amen. 
You all are so amazing. So in love with you. Can I um, interrupt your? Yeah. Um, this regularly yes, scheduled you're, program. You're, you're the boss of me. <laughs> Tell me what to do. I'll do it. Uh, beloved, it is, you probably know this, but it is Clergy Appreciation Day. Is it? Oh. Oh, I didn't know it is. <laughs> so we just want to take a moment. Y'all know, it is a thing. It is more than notion to be a woman in ministry. Yeah, there's, there's To that. be a senior minister, right? Like, in ministry. So besides Jackie doing it backwards and in heels, right? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know that you, and I'm not gonna be able to capture all of the things, like the, the vast magnitude of, that Jackie is holding by being the senior minister here at this church. Just by her, her public theologian voice out in the world, also building an entire church literally from the rubble, right? And still at the same time, baptizing and burying and marrying, like the things that, that ministers do, y'all. So we just wanna take a, a brief beat to just say thank you for all that you are and so that you know that we appreciate you and we love you. We are so grateful for the gift that you give us every single day and twice on Sundays. <laughs> Even though we don't worship twice on Sunday, this woman is working like she's already had 17 meetings before she gets here, y'all, and she's gonna have another 17 when she leaves. And that's just because she believes that much, right, in the path that has been laid out for Jesus, uh, by Jesus, rather, this, this path of fierce revolutionary love. And someone's got to be the one who carries it all the way through, and that is more than a notion, it is actually scary. That ending is not fun. I don't know if y'all read the whole book. <laughs> it doesn't end well. <laughs> but the people who stand up for love and justice, right? It doesn't end well. And still, she shows up and is like, all right, here I am, Lord. It is I. And so if you will stand with me, just to show Jackie a little bit of appreciation on this Clergy Appreciation Day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. First to my agent, um, <laughs> my agent, my agent God, no, um, I love you back. I just, I just love you so much. And, uh, you know, I got recruited this year to go be the president of two, three now seminaries. Yes. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I love my job too much. <laughs> I love you too much. I love you. And we are the ones. This right here. This right here. This is what we're supposed to do. So, thank you. And an even more profound way to say thank you to me is to keep being you in the love army. Am I making sense? Yes, but I just want to add, if you wanted to show Jackie a, a token of appreciation, we, um, we're doing a little fundraiser. I don't know if y'all heard. <laughs> Please don't.
donate. Please donate and put on it clergy appreciation. Yeah, you can put so in my name. Okay. Because Jackie, Jackie's been so powerful, I donate this million dollars. Now, Phil, feel so free please, to Please, yes, if you would give, this would be a great way. Obviously, um, she can't just fit everybody sending her flowers into her home, so just send some money instead. Okay, yeah. thanks. That right there. We are, on the, we are in the border space, y'all. Between well and not well, between tomorrow and today, between progressive hope and joy and the antithetical force pulling us the other way, we're in the border spaces and we've got work to do on the border. We ain't got time except to be so busy building the kingdom of God. We can do it, we're gonna do it, I love you. Uh, eat, rest, build a rain, repeat, amen. <laughs>